Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Our first episode of December and our first episode in about a month. To recap, an interesting Chelsea 3-2 victory against Brighton. Yes, there was the two weeks of an international break or the week off for international break. Chelsea then came back. They ended up playing Newcastle United. And forgive us for not wanting to record an episode about an absolute thrashing. But another game... And another red card for Chelsea in this one, Connor Gallagher being the recipient of that one, and we'll talk about it here on the episode. The one last week being Reese James. Chelsea still end up with the win after a crazy and wild first half, sit at 10th in the Premier League table. However, in points-wise, they're notched up with a couple of teams, Brentford being one of them, uh, West Ham being just in front of them. We're going to talk about all of it on this episode. Josh here, Peter with me, Alex is um as um when Peter asked me where's Alex is he not joining uh, I responded he is very much sick very very sick at that uh, we hope he gets better especially for us in the United States I, I don't know how it works in in England or uh overseas I guess but we do have finals coming up in the next couple weeks I don't know how much we'll be recording this I would like to continue recording this because it gives me a break mentally from the craziness that that is studying and then preparing for those finals um, so just bear with us for that. Uh, but I do hope we both hope, I think Peter will speak for that too in a minute that, uh, we both hope that Alex, you know, gets better and gets better quickly because like I said, finals are approaching, uh, fast here, but let's talk about this game. No one cares about our finals. Um, Chelsea. Well, first of all, Peter, <laughs> my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I got scared, you know. I, I thought you were just going to do the entire podcast without ever mentioning my name, you know. Just go through real quickly. Oh, Chelsea keeps you in. Let's look at the match stats, you know. But no, I'm doing well. I'm certainly, like you say, I hope Alex is getting better, you know. Uh, so I'm not doing worse than him is how I'll describe my uh, state. But I was also doing better coming off of the win because obviously we love to see that. And then you mentioned how we're still in the 10th in the table around teams like Brentford and that obviously, you know, kind of brings me back down to earth because you'd hope that, oh, a win like this 3-2 against Brighton, you know, Brighton who've been, I wouldn't say they're our rivals, but, you know, we've certainly, we've certainly had a bit of a rivalry brewing, mostly more on Twitter about all the transfer dramas more than anything really on the pitch, but, you know, it's good to get a win there. Uh, ho- hopefully we're not 10th for long, but, no, no, it's just a good win. Happy to be here, excited to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, like I said, this game was really decided in the first half. You, We thought. We thought, right? You have Enzo Fernandez coming up with the goal in the 17th. But, and by the way, some wild goals in this game. I mean, I know everyone's talking about um, Liverpool's goals this past weekend, Peter. I don't know if you watched around the Premier League, but that game, every single one of Liverpool's goals was absolutely sensational. Let's talk about how this game went. We had a couple pretty nice goals in Levi Cole's goal. Uh, in the 21st minute, Enzo Fernandez in the 17th minute. But that's really where we all got super excited because Chelsea, within a succession of five minutes, go out with a 2-0 lead. And we're like, okay, we're cruising. And then mayhem. We have a Brighton goal in the 43rd minute. Two minutes later, all hell breaks loose because Chelsea is, they're getting worried. They're they are kind of on their heels a little bit or on their toes. I, I, I don't know. I guess either... Uh, word of of where on the feet they were headed <laughs> works for this reference um and, and it just kind of goes to shit excuse my language because 
Connor Gallagher then gets a red card, and this is the second time now, like I said, in back-to-back matches where a Chelsea player has received a red card for a pretty red cardable offense. And luckily, they take it into half, still up 2-1. to one. Um, But I guess just go to you now for, like, what the hell happened in this first half. Well, I mean, I'll start at the red card, because that's the last thing you mentioned, so it's fresh in my mind. And I'll just say, obviously, like you said, Reese James also getting that red card. I feel like this is kind of just kind of the growing pains we're going to have to have with this young squad. I think we're certainly lacking a lot of discipline. I mean, even besides the red cards, I think there's probably at least three players who are a yellow card away from suspension just from accumulating all of those. And so, I mean, really, it's just the discipline hasn't been great. I mean, I I thought Gallagher is honest. Well, he's actually one of the most senior members of the squad, or at least he has a lot of experience. So I feel like he should be doing better there. He should know better than to do that. Obviously, completely deserved uh, deserved for him. You know, you just wish he'd understand the situation better. Obviously, it's about to be half the time. We'd have this lead. And just take it into half. Obviously, we're on the back foot there. Like you said, they got all the momentum. But just just maybe don't take the, the Brighton guy right off of his feet. Uh, actually, Billy Gilmore, ex-Chelsea player. If real OGs of the podcast remember how much I loved Billy Gilmore when he still played for Chelsea. I don't know how many of you are out there, but I used to always, always talk about how good he was and how much I wanted to succeed at Chelsea. Bit of a throwback there. Just thought of that as I was talking about it. But yeah, I mean, like you say, Enzo Fernandez, I'll say that goal, finally his first Premier League goal. Yeah, it's been, I, I don't remember when he made his debut, been almost a year, basically. He almost went the entire year without scoring a Premier League goal. But, you know, glad to see him do that. Obviously, I mean, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but he obviously scores a brace here too with that penalty in the second half. But, it's just good to see that too. Hopefully, you know, that kind of that opens the floodgates for him because he deserved a goal. I mean, he's gotten to so many good chances. I think maybe maybe seeing one hit the back, well, seeing two hit the back of the net will do something for his confidence. And also, I'd love to see Cole Wolf get a goal. I wish he celebrated against the Brighton fans, though. He obviously, too much respect, you know, I, I respect it. But I wish he celebrated because honestly, uh, with with everything Brighton fans are talking about on Twitter uh, and deserved B2 in the press conferences, he should have just celebrated. He should have done a full-on sue, maybe even more than that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, just celebrate, man. Uh, they deserve it. The Brighton don't deserve to get any respect against them. And so let's talk about, I want to talk about that goal too. I, I forgot to mention, thank you for clearing that up with the Enzo Fernandez first goal in the Prem uh, thus far. Well, let's hope. In a Chelsea uniform, I should say. Um, that flick on by Betty Ashiel in the left corner of the box, too, was phenomenal. Um, you know, kind of like a, a bicycle kick of sorts, but just into the box as a as a cross in. Um, and luckily, uh, Fernandez is able to get on the back half of that effort, and they just sent that in for the goal. Um, so then the second half rolls around. Enzo Fernandez gets a brace, gets a penalty, which set uh, Chelsea fans into, you know, a world of happiness as they should have been. Jao Pedro scores late, 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 like in 90 plus stoppage time to make it three, two. And then we're once again, sitting in our chairs thinking, could this really be classic Chelsea this season? And last where after the, all of this and Connor Gallagher's red heart, uh, red card, excuse me, before half. And then Chelsea making it three, one that after all of that, the entire second half, this game ends in a draw or even a Brighton win for that matter. Thank God it does not. However, it should have been. We are very lucky to escape the way we did. And I give a lot of credit, Peter, to a couple saves made by goaltender Robert Sanchez. Because I thought he did a very good job 
And I don't know, actually, that's a good question. Peter, do they even say goaltender and refer to soccer, or is that very much just a hockey thing that I pulled out for this? I guess it's goalkeeper, right? It is goalkeeper, yeah. Very much a hockey thing. Very much a hockey thing. He's such a sports guy. You know, you mix it up. I I, I like it. Keep keep the listeners on their toes. Keep the listeners on their toes. It all is the same thing. It's still credit to Robert Sanchez, the goalkeeper. There you go. uh, For his efforts in this match. I want to know if you agree with me uh, about that, because I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. I mean, throughout his entire time at Chelsea, I don't think really anyone's had any complaints about a shot-stopping ability. I mean, he's made all the saves he needed to do. It's not been like a Kepa situation where they started taking long shots from 25 yards out and he lets them all in anyway. I mean, the only real drawback has been, I think, his uh, his skills playing out from the back. You know, he's had a couple of errant passes. Obviously, I don't remember how many games ago it was, but he had that one where he passed it right to the uh, opposing player and they got a goal off of it. But I mean, for the most part, his... his goalkeeping ability not his you know his passing ability has been top notch and it's good to see because it's 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 been the first time since when Mendy uh, had that incredible run where I have actual faith in our goalkeeper to make the saves that are needed and it's you need that to have a successful team in the pro and so now with that I move on to the match stats and why do I say that Chelsea should have you know or this game should have ended in a draw or a Brighton win you look at the shot totals, it's 18 to 8, 9 to 5 of them being on target Brighton's way. You look at possession, 68% of that Brighton's way. You look at passes, Brighton with more than double passes uh, than Chelsea. Um, corners as well, 8 to 5, they led that. This was an offensive attack from Brighton, especially in the second half when they're up a man. It makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that Chelsea escaped here with a win to me, honestly, especially in the season that this team has had, in the year that this team has had of 2023. I feel like any other day you would tell me that Chelsea loses a man heading into halftime. I do not think and tell you that they beat a team and they win the game uh, due to that. Peter, um, it is a win, and a win is a win, and with a win, we normally do our Chelsea player ratings. We don't have Alex with us, but just for fun, do you want to go through the ones that I have pulled up right now? Uh, sure. Why not? Why not? So I just I, I just keep everyone on their toes here because I we we lost our sight. So now I just do um I'm using gold.com this time. Peter, I feel Gold. like you're oh, pretty so we're switching the... it up every time. Okay. I, I, I like it. I guess so. I mean, why not? I'm sure you've used gold.com before. It's a very big source in the football world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true, true. let's see how much you know their ratings. Uh, they also don't give halves here. We used to, for yeah. anyone who's new or returning, whatever, we did a long time ago. The uh, Whose list was it? It was absolute Chelsea's list, I believe, yeah. of the mm-hmm. player ratings, and they gave halves. So I would let Alex and Peter know uh, if the teams gave halves or if the, the list gave halves for a certain player. There's no halves here. And the other thing is uh, we used to actually have a competition, and then we would do it after every game. At the end of the season, we were talking about after every, I think, Chelsea win. Could have been after every game, too, but I, I, I don't remember exactly. And then I would see, oh, who knew, who knew the most at the end of the season? We stopped that after last year because of how pitiful it was to talk about this team yeah. uh, and go through our player ratings. So we're back now, but just for fun, we do it because it's, you know, there hasn't been that many wins in Chelsea's season this year as well. So um, <laughs> when we get back into the top three conversation, we'll bring it back for real, for real. Yeah, and, exactly, uh, exactly. Through the tears and stuff like that. All right. Robert Sanchez, what out of 10 do you think he gets? We just talked about how good of a game he had. We did, which means I can't go out and uh, get, I'll give him a 7 because I can't really go out and give him any lower after I was just praising him. 
But that I is see true. Yeah, you could even give more. It's an eight for Robert Sanchez. What? No, that's goal. fair. That's fair. That's deserved. Uh, food every time he touched it by the traveling fans, but was outstanding. Aside from one or two lapses in concentration with his feet. So, 0-1 for you, but 1-0 in my heart. I love that rating that Goal.com gave Robert Sanchez. The second player we're talking about here is Axel DeSassi. I mean, obviously, I, I'll i give him bonus points because obviously in the natural position, you know, Reese James, red card, Gusto, who I'm not, I don't think you mentioned it, but uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks. So, I think DeSassi will end up playing there uh, for at least the next few games this but I'd say he was pretty solid. I feel like everyone's going to get a boost just because uh, obviously holding on with 10 men, you obviously ha- kind of have to give them a boost. So I'll go with a 7 for DeSauce. One score lower. It's a 6 for DeSauce. You started 0 for 2, but that word solid, they actually use in their description. Sometimes a little clumsy on the ball, but largely solid. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, Tiago Silva in the back line. See, that's kind of the same thing where... I, I I might rate them higher just because I think holding them on, but if the Saucy got a six, I think Silva also gets a six. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's a seven for Thiago Silva. Oh, okay. I have it backwards, I guess. Whoopsies. Has been criticized a bit recently, but did not do much wrong here. Experience was important at the end of the day. So he gets a seven. You're 0 for 3. We'll see if you can turn it around yeah. here for the second half. Well, we're still in the back line, though. Betty Ashiel. But you did, I mean, talk about the flick on, obviously. Got to give him some faster. That's so I think. I think also a seven for him. Your first one of the day. We're one for four. Here we go. Let's let's see if we can turn a corner now with Levi Cole. Levi Cole getting a goal. I don't know how much they value goals, though. But I'm going to go, I'll go seven also. Two for five, two in a row. Hey. Uh, see, I'm locked pretty, in now. Pretty exceptional uh, alongside Betty Shield. Uh, balances defensive and attacking responsibilities expertly and got on the score sheet. We head to the midfield now, Moises Caicedo. Didn't really do anything insane, didn't do anything incredibly bad like Gallagher getting the red card, so I'll go six. He got a seven. He got a uh, seven. Impressed against his former club, broke oh. things up and played some line split uh some line splitting passes. Eight. Okay. So that's two for six. Enzo Fernandez. Cool goals. See, but I feel like if, if they valued goals, that highly Cole would have been at an eight. But it's two goals and a winning goal. With that, I'll go nine. Enzo Fernandez gets an eight. Uh, on I, the right I was going to say eight. There. I was going to say eight. Two for too. seven. Finished Chelsea's opener. His first Premier League goal, like a cultured number nine. Then showed nerves of steel to convert the penalty. An inspirational display in the middle. Connor Gallagher. Oh, eight. I want I to give you a hit, but I don't. I uh, I'm all tired. No, anymore. no, no hit, no hit. I mean, I just don't know how much they they're gonna hate for the red card. But I mean, it was so stupid that I, I it has to be like a three or a four. But I'll go four just because I don't think I'll go that low. They they that's why I wanted to give you that. They did go that low. A three for Connor Gallagher. Oh my, of course. You're having a I've day done, here. No, I, I think th- I've gotten. I've been like one off every single time and it's always been like I should see both sides and I just picked the wrong ones so two for eight for you uh the description here booked for two clumsy challenges the second one committed just after Chelsea conceded was completely brainless the incident won't help him in the first team which is dangerous due to the immense return of Lavia that is true interesting that they put that there um next in the attack now we move Mudrik won the penalty 
I think you have to give him a seven for that. Correct. Yeah. Gets one in. Three for nine. Nico Jackson up front. I'll also go seven. Correct again. Uh, four for ten, and we end with Raheem Sterling. I'm sensing a pattern among the front three, so I'll just go seven again. It's a six. Raheem oh, Sterling. Okay. It's too good to be sure. Uh, you end three, four for 11 of the day. Uh, Raheem Sterling's description, always trying to make things happen, but guilty of running down dead ends. Hard to escape the feelings mm-hmm. that Chelsea needs a bit more from their most experienced attacker. And we can run through subs real quick. I'll just go really quick here. Cole Palmer. Oh, am I guessing? Yeah, if you want, or I could just run through them. Yep, six. Ian Matson. Six. Yep, Amadza Broja. Also six. Yep, and uh, Pochettino (laughs) overall in the day. They actually rate the manager. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Honestly, I mean, holding on with 10 men, the tactics worked at the beginning before the red card. I'm going to go eight. It is an eight. For, well, of oh. course, everyone else, <laughs> you get perfect. So perfect subs and manager grade. Uh, for Pochettino, it was Chelsea looked well coached when they were down to 10 men. That's something you've been able to say, or you haven't been able to say, excuse me, for some time. Sure. So credit we're to- including uh, that, I went about 50-50. If, 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 if we are I including mean, that. And, and what, five for five that was there? Yeah, exactly. There we if go. You have the model up, you know, pretty much, pretty much. Well, it would be nice if Chelsea can go five for five in the next five matches. Yeah, yeah, I would like that too. That would be much appreciated. <laughs> uh, and and there are matches in quick succession now. We have those midweek ones coming up that we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll preview those. So, Man United versus Chelsea is actually happening. Should be tomorrow when you're listening to this, or whenever you're listening. It's happening on Wednesday, December sixth, for us at three fifteen on the East Coast uh, of the United States. And then for people in England, that's 8.15, quick masks, I believe. Uh, that's, uh, it's going to be a tough watch, I think, Peter. Hopefully they can pull ahead. Man United isn't crazy good this year, but they are a better squad than Chelsea. I think that's pretty easily said. Chelsea then comes back and they play Everton. Uh, actually, they travel to Everton. Uh, their next home match isn't until the following week, so they do get a week off. They're going to play Sheffield United uh, on Saturday. And then we get back to the EFL Cup. That quarterfinal round against Newcastle happens midweek, uh, December 19th, a week before Christmas. Uh, and then Chelsea's back for a game on the 24th, day before, so Christmas Eve. Uh, and then we just keep on moving by. FA Cup comes around in the beginning of January. We'll get there when we get there. What I will say, though, is I, I started the episode with talking about how we have finals here. If you don't know, or if you do, I'll still say it, what happens after finals is the semester ends. So we're going to have a few weeks, a month at home where um, we'll be able to do, hopefully, get them out of these Talking Blue epi- talking Blues episodes, excuse me, uh, recapping matches. Unfortunately, that won't occur until starting on the 16th against Sheffield. Hopefully, we, we can get a midweek pot against Man U. It all depends on how busy our schedules are. But for right now, at least we covered this game. I know it's a few days late. We apologize. Uh, but Chelsea, Brighton, Chelsea, three, Brighton, two, even with a red card. Um, what else? Do I have any other shout outs? Announcements, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that thumbs up. There's no thumbs up button. But rate that five stars on uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And the one last thing that I will say is that um, we're recording here on Zoom. Uh, unfortunately, the subscriber subscription recording platform that makes our audio sound great 
uh, you know, is we're, we're, we're done with that subscription, unfortunately. So if there's any audio stuff, that's what it is. However, even though Alex is sitting on his deathbed, he's still able to edit this podcast. So probably what you're listening to me, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? That podcast sounds great. That's credit to Alex and his editing abilities. So when you rate us five stars in that comment section on Apple Podcasts, say thank you, Alex, for even though you're sick, you're still editing a great episode and I hear no audio issues. Peter, any last words? Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I'm glad we can torture you even when you're dying. Appreciated. He's going to love that when he's listening back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Go Blues. <laughs>